I'm Jenna. And I'm Ellen. And she's my person. We've been friends forever. Yeah, like half our lives. We're honest. (laughs) Sometimes too honest. She takes away my fear. And she's my anchor in this world. Our unconditional love has shaped us. And we want to share it with you. So grab a cup of coffee, cozy up, and join us. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to She's My Person podcast. We are super excited to introduce our guest today. Mark Shapiro is joining us. He's the CEO of Digital Humanity, Inc. and the founder of the Love Bomb app, the first ever social wellness tool for busy people who want to stay in better touch with those they care about. From sending over 10,000 appreciation videos, giving the premier TEDx talk on human connection in the digital age, and supporting Fortune 500 companies with impact strategy and leadership training. Mark is at the forefront of social innovation. He has been seen on CBS, the School of Greatness podcast, Thrive Global, Educate, Inspire, Change, and his content has been seen by millions across the globe. He stands for everything that we are working to bring to the world, and she's my person. So we are super excited to welcome you, Mark, and I'm just going to open the floor. That was your formal introduction, but we would love like a little more informal just about who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, first, Jenna and Alan, thank you so much for having me. Uh, as I just shared with you, I listened to uh, your first episode of your podcast, and I just love the heart and vulnerability and the inspiration that you guys bring to this show. Your friendship is so beautiful and so real. And uh, I just already feel natural and like I feel like I have permission to be myself simply by the context that you guys set. So stoked to be here with you. Yeah, we're stoked to have you. And we definitely want you to be your true self. And we, we're excited to have you on and can't wait to hear a little more about you and your mission and what you're doing. Because we were talking before and we were like, we align completely with every, his entire mission. And I actually already downloaded the app that you started. So that is something that I've been working on my list for is the Love Bomb app. And I was telling my sister all about it. So I'm already advocating for you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we need all the help we can get. So appreciate that. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners a little more about the app? I know we kind of touched on it briefly, but it's, it's a really interesting idea that you have. So thank you uh, very much, Ellen. So you know, basically we're, we're more connected than ever, right? Like we've got like our phones in our pockets. We can reach anyone in the world at any time. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable. And at the same time, you know, we're on social media, maybe Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, and we've got WhatsApp and iMessage and, you know, so many different messaging systems. And we're connected to so many people, but are we like really fully content and fulfilled in our relationships? Like, are we really keeping in touch with the people that we truly care about? And it's something that I personally struggled with, like, you know, having 3000 friends on Facebook and having like a pretty big social network. I'm a social guy, but like, I still struggled to call my grandparents once a week. And like, I still would let some of my most important relationships kind of wither away, or I'd be thinking about somebody and meaning to reach out to them. And maybe I wouldn't know what to say, or I just wouldn't do it. And, you know, when that happened, you know, I'd feel a little bit more isolated in my life and my challenges and problems and my work. And so I believed and from a lot of other people that I'd either sent personalized videos to or who had seen my TEDx talk that, you know, they were struggling with something similar. So I wanted to create a tool that it made it really easy to first identify the people that you really care about and that you want to keep in touch with to kind of choose the cadence that you want to interact with them. You know, some people 
we want to be in touch with every week and maybe we don't need like, you know, reminders for, and then there's some people who we want to talk to like once a month or a couple times a year, or just want to make sure that we hit them up on their birthdays. And I didn't think there was a really a, a great tool out there for it. So that's where the inspiration for Love Bomb came to be. And uh, I've learned so much more about, you know, human connection in the process of building this app. But in a nutshell, this is a tool. It's available only on iOS. So for people who have an iPhone uh, to start, where if you feel like you could keep in better touch with people you care about, maybe you're thinking about people in your life right now as you're listening to me give this spiel, then uh, definitely check out this app because it's just a really simple system that helps you prioritize and keep in touch with the people that matter to you. I think that's so important this year too, because one of my biggest fears with this whole pandemic and everything that the world is facing is the loss of human connection. It's so important. And obviously like physical touch and that part of human connection is vital as well. But even just allowing yourself to connect virtually in a way that extends beyond that surface level. And it's something that people don't really, you know, I live far away from my whole family. So I, you know, I definitely have had periods in my life where I wasn't calling my grandparents as often as I should or you know, I talked to my mom quite a bit, but my relationship with my dad, like I could call him more. And so I think just being aware of those things, but also like, you know, looking at it through your perspective of vulnerability and knowing that when you do have those conversations, making the effort to actually go below the surface level, like instead of just how are you good? It's like, you know, really how, how is life and like what's coming up for you and those kind of things. And so learning how to do that from a virtual perspective you know, Ellen and I have experienced a lot this year of like our circle getting smaller because we're like, we really Mm -hmm. only have time for those authentic, like we connect soul to soul conversations, everything else feels. And when you start to connect with people in that way, then everything else starts to feel like a waste of time because you're like, I don't really want to talk about the weather when there's like 5 million more important things that need to be discussed. So I think giving people a tool that actually like makes that a priority is so incredibly important. So I just applaud your idea on that front. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. And I saw, I was looking at your website. I think it's the real, is that correct? It's the real. um, Are you being real? Are you being real? Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that what kind of inspired this was when you lost your dad. Is that correct? Is Mm -hmm. that when it kind of hit home with you? Yeah. You know, there were, there were a number of different kind of factors that uh, played into it, but the circumstantial element was my dad passed away four years ago and he had been sick with Alzheimer's disease for like 18 years. It was just a debilitating, brutal disease that had a really big impact and took a huge toll on my entire family. And while we all knew that it was inevitable that at some point it was going to be his time to pass because with Alzheimer's, there's no real way to effectively slow it down. There are no really treatments. There's definitely not a cure. And so we knew his time was going to come. But when he actually did, uh, you know, I just didn't know how I was going to ultimately feel. And uh, as someone who loves to share openly and vulnerably, I shared a lot about his kind of deterioration and journey with Alzheimer's disease on my social media. So when he did pass away and I posted about it on Facebook and on Instagram, so many people reached out to me with just beautifully thoughtful messages. Uh, many people who had maybe lost a parent of their own and you know, showed some empathy and some words of encouragement, they truly touched my heart and were so like healing for me in those first few days after I lost my dad. It was so touching. And I wanted to respond to everybody who really, I felt, took time and energy to say something like truly thoughtful mm-hmm. to me in those messages. And so I started responding to people one by one. And like, keep in mind, this was like two or three days after my dad passed away. And I was finding it like really, really tough 
to get my words right and to like type out coherent, you know, thoughtful sentences, appreciation sentences in return. And so I was like, there's got to be a better, better way to do this. So I picked up my phone and I started sending voice memos to all these people who had sent me thoughtful messages. And I realized three things. And like one of them is that it took a lot less time just to press record and just to speak. Second, I found it very therapeutic to allow myself just to express authentically and not to be you know, judging every single word like I would when crafting a text message. And then third, the other person got to hear my voice and they got to hear that authentic expression. And it created like a connected, connectedness that wouldn't have been the same if they would have just gotten like, you know, text from me. So it was a really powerful experience. And I realized like this like made me feel so good to have these connected digital moments that I wanted to apply some sort of similar daily ritual in my life uh, with the people that I cared about. And I just got back from Burning Man like a week or two before my dad passed away. And Burning Man, I don't know if you guys have been, but it's just a very loving environment. And at Burning Man, it's just like you constantly are like reimagining what's possible in the world and how can we make the world a more loving and a kinder, more connected place. And so I kind of came up with this crazy idea kind of inspired by my dad's passing by Burning Man as well as just kind of, I guess, trying to make my mark in the world, um, trying to live authentically and kind of create my own path and stand for what I believe in in kind of a unique way, challenging the status quo. And uh, so I started sending personalized video messages to every single one of my Facebook friends on their birthdays. And I have 3,000 Facebook friends. So it was like a big you know, project, a big idea to, to you know, undertake. And I didn't really know how it was going to go when I first came up with the idea. But what I did know at the time is that I was had a love-hate relationship with social media. I would you know, delete it. I'd reinstalled it. There were certain things that I really liked about social media. I'm a social person. So I did enjoy you know, seeing what people were up to that without Facebook, like maybe I wouldn't even remember that some person existed. So there was kind of that. But, and I like, appreciate a good GoFundMe campaign. But I also like, really saw the superficiality of social media as well. And the envy that I felt when seeing people posting things about their highlight reel and you know, maybe it would make me feel worse about myself. And so I was like, there's just got to be a better way to utilize this technology. I knew at that point that like voice memos and video messages were really powerful ways of communication and can make a you know, positive impact on someone. So I was like, I'm just going to do this and we'll see what happens. It was kind of like an experience experiment. I was kind of like, you know, I guess a little bit of like a Lewis and Clark, like figuring out like what would happen if you sent a personalized video message to every single person that you knew. (laughs) And I learned a couple like really valuable lessons, like very, very quickly. Like I said, I knew that it was going to be like a kind of a fun thing to do and that people would probably love to get a video message from someone they haven't heard from for a long time. But there were two powerful, powerful lessons that I couldn't have really seen before I started doing it. And one of them is that a 20 second video, something, you know, as simple that takes literally 20 seconds and just a little bit of energy can really transform a relationship. So people who I've sent these video messages to, like it created a gateway and opened up the door for connection and for opportunity that wouldn't have existed if I hadn't reached out to this person with a thoughtful video. So that was really, really cool. And it really transformed my relationships. And when I'm out and about and I see people I'm Facebook friends with, at this point, they've likely received like four or five birthday videos from me. 
And so we're just naturally have more of a connection than we would have if, you know, I just wrote HBD or something on their Facebook wall because the video message really stands out. The other thing that I really was so powerful and is really the reason why I still send the videos every single day, four plus years later, I've sent now 12,000 or more personalized video appreciation messages is I've really tapped into the power of gratitude. And it's like scientifically proven that when we show gratitude, it, it you know, it, it, like our happiness chemicals in our brain, the oxytocin, the serotonin, uh, you know, we give ourselves hits of that. And so basically, even if I'm having a tough day and, or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, the second that I send these birthday videos and it reminds me who I am and what I stand for. And uh, it's like really been the gift that keeps on giving. So yeah, that's kind of what was the original impetus uh, that ultimately inspired the Love Bomb app. It was just sending all these personalized videos and uh, just really, really, um, you know, double down, doubling down on my relationships and just showing up for people that I care about. I just think that's so incredibly powerful because there has been so much pain this year. One of my best friends, he recently lost his dad as well and has had a very similar response. And it's like knocked me to the floor with just like awe of how you can take mm. something that is so incredibly painful and earth shattering and changes the, the shape and outlook of your life forever, because that is like a monumental part of who you are. And to be able to do that and then move forward with, with grace and make something good out of it, it's something that like, I just, mm. I just, I just have awe for. So I just want to acknowledge that first and foremost, because I think that that's so incredible. And it's also something that so many people can hear in a deeper way this year because there's been more pain and more conversations that we've hid from for a really long time and nobody really knew how to process grief. And then this year has thrown so much grief our way that like we have no, no option but to sit and process it. And so to be able to hear your story and know that you can take grief and pain and hurt and probably misunderstanding as to why that was your dad's story and turn it into something mm-hmm that's beautiful and that impacts other people in a positive way. I just think it's, it's a sign of hope. And I think hope is what people need this year. So I hope that you have a oh, lot of thank you, Jenna. pride in yourself I, for that too. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Out of curiosity, what did your, how did your friend's life change or perspective change after he lost his dad? He just has a, such a different outlook on life. He's so much just mm. like appreciating, like appreciating his family. And, you know, I, I resonated with you saying how much it hit you when people were reaching out with very specific messages where you knew that they put time and effort. And it actually took me a couple months to even know, I mean, I reached out immediately, but it took me a couple months to know what to do mm-hmm. as far as like extending. And, you know, I literally wrote in the card, like there's no words that can match the depth of what you need to feel right now, other than I'm here yep. and you are in this alone. And just watching him really like he's just been more intentional with his routine and with what he wants in his life and the way that he's shown up for his mom and his sister is something that I just sit in awe of because it's like he's pushed he's dealing with his own pain at the same time as being adamant in taking care of the other people that he loves in their pain and that is just a very courageous move and it sounds like it's exactly what you did so I just wanted to Mm -hmm. acknowledge that because it's very powerful. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I mean, we, there's so much that we can learn from, you know, one another's experience is if we talk about it, right? So it's like we could talk about the weather or we could talk about the real stuff. And like, that's where I feel like, you know, the real juices where we can really relate to one another and really learn uh, to support each other and ourselves with, you know, some of the big, biggest challenges in life. So I, I appreciate that. And, you know, what's interesting is it, it's really tough sometimes to know what to say to someone when something really tough happens, like if someone gets sick or 
someone loses a loved one. And like, I've been in that situation where sometimes like, you know, it's taken me a really long time to reach out to people because I simply haven't known what to say. But I think like having seen what other people, you know, said to me when my dad passed away has, you know, supported me in, you know, giving that love and wisdom and words message to other people when they lose a loved one. Like I just had a a friend who lost his dad uh, last week and my message to him was, you know, obviously condolences, but I also let him know that when I lost my dad, it ended up being a big turning point in my life and it gave me perspective and allowed me to see things that I couldn't have seen before he passed away. And it ultimately, you know, inspired, you know, everything I'm all about and even a new business. So I kind of wish the same level of perspective, you know, for him as he navigates this, you know, really challenging uh, transition. Well, and I think too, it's like, I mean, pain and vulnerability is what connects us. Like vulnerability can only be met with vulnerability. And I've Mm -hmm. learned in situations like that, it's not even really about so much what you say. It's like literally the decision to show up. And like, you know, I, I actually ended up flying to see him like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I was just at the place where I was like, I don't know what else to do except show up for you. So I'm just gonna let you know, like you aren't alone. And like, if that, if that means we're going to sit here and have dinner and, and talk about happy things and like, remember that there's a little bit of hope in life. Like, you know, and I think people need to be reminded of that sometimes that sometimes just loving people is just choosing to show up and meet them in whatever emotion they need to be met in and just being like, you know what, I'm here. And sometimes words aren't even yeah. Very in the depth of that. So I think that's very powerful too, because there are a lot of people I feel like that want to show up or want to say the right thing and they put so much pressure on doing it right. the right way that then they don't do it at all. So yeah. I don't know if that resonates yeah. with you at all, but I think. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it resonates so deeply. And like one of the biggest learnings that I've had through like all of my work and even the videos over the last number of years is, yeah, like I agree with you entirely, Jenna, that it isn't necessarily always what we say it's literally giving our kind attention to somebody else. And like, we don't know what other people are going through. And like, specifically this year, like it's been such a, like I describe it as like, it's been like an emotional roller coaster times infinity squared, you know, from (laughs) everything that we've experienced in our lives up to date. And like, you don't ever know what someone's going through. And like, literally just even maybe just texting someone saying like, thinking of you, hope you're having a great day. Like is like, could be like a really big gift for that person. So that's something that, you know, like, is like, a, I think a really important reminder, you know, sometimes, you know, we wonder, like, we want to reach out to someone, but we don't know what to say, or we don't want to be a burden. We don't want to like, you know, be rejected that we might not even reach out, you know, altogether. But the reality is like, if we're thinking about someone that actually is a gift, because, you know, we're all going through a tough time. We all you know, like to be thought of by our peers and, you know, people in our life. So it's a really good, it's a really nice gift to give someone uh, your intention because we can be spending our, you know, our attention on anything and everything these days. You know, everything is trying to get our attention. So if we gift our attention to somebody in our life, you know, it's a really thoughtful and a nice gesture. And I think sometimes we overlook that. We don't think about that. And we think about all the fears that get in the way of why we shouldn't reach out to someone. You know, it's not the right time. I don't know what to say. I'm too busy. I've got too much, you know, going on. When, you know, you don't have to pick up the phone and call someone and catch up for an hour necessarily to show you care. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I think both of you have kind of showed me interesting points in different ways of how you can make yourself different or how you can kind of set yourself apart. And I think your point, Mark, with sending a voice message, I mean, obviously, a voice message is something that everyone knows how to do and it's a simple a simple task to, to do, but no one really actually does it. It's usually a crafted text, like you said, that everyone's overthinking and everyone's saying the perfect wording to make sure that their point's getting across when 
really, it feels 10 times better to just pick up your phone and actually speak words and to hear someone's voice is so much more, I, I think it's more rewarding on both sides. And Jenna, I, I don't know if you mind me sharing, but when your friend did pass, one thing that stood out to me was that you took the time to get a picture taken of the ocean and the sunset in the background. And you sent that to him and basically just said, my happy place is when I'm on the beach. And I don't know what your exact words were. And if you'd like to share them, I think that would be awesome. But they're just different points to me that I think stand out whenever you're on the other side of those messages that someone really took the time to think something through that's not just the generic, hey, hope you're doing okay. And any message is great. I mean, if anyone's going to send you something that they're there for you or anything like that, I think that's awesome. But taking that extra step and really showing that you're there, I think is really powerful. Yeah, for our, for our I, audience. Yeah, I, I, I agree I, with that. Yeah, and I live on an island, so the sunrise and the sunset to me has always been a reminder that, like, no matter how dark the world gets, that, like, the sun always comes back up. And so, like, it just was, like, it's a sign of hope for me in my own life. And so that's what Elle was touching on. I have a friend that's a beautiful photographer and captures our island in a beautiful way. She's featured all over my Instagram, if y'all want to check her out. But, yeah, it was just, it was a powerful way for me to say, like, here's a sign of hope because I don't know what else I can extend right now. And so, you know, I just, I think, Mark, you, you really like took it a step further by, you know, producing something in the world and like taking it to that way of like, you know what, I have all this pain, but I also see a need for people to connect on a deeper level. So I'm going to create that. And there's a lot of courage that goes into that. So if you could just share a little bit, I feel like, you know, because you connect with so many people, which is incredible, but just to shift the conversation, like, how do you... How do you keep your energy still sacred and present for those people that like are really close to you, if that makes sense? Like, you know, when you are connecting and sending messages to so many people and showing up for so many people in the world, how do you set boundaries so that like the people that you're, you know, your family and your relationships and stuff like that still get as much of you as you can give them? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I'll answer to that is it's certainly not mutually exclusive. And there's two pieces that I want to share that come to mind to kind of support I guess that argument. One is that sending these birthday videos takes me five to 10 minutes a day. So it really doesn't take very long to send the videos and to reply to any messages. So that's the first part. The second part is I'm not like for people, for like a lot of these birthday messages, I'm not like telling these people like, Hey, let's set up some time to catch up. I'm literally just saying it's your birthday. I might recall a memory. I might reference something that I've seen them post on social media. And I'm literally just like wishing them well on their birthday and for the year ahead, wishing them good fortune because who doesn't want someone, you know, wishing good things for them. So most people are not coming back to me like asking for things because I'm not asking anything of them. I'm just giving them some love. So I think that it's one of the things that a lot of people have said to me when they're like, oh, wow, you do these, you know, videos. Like I wouldn't do that because like, you know, I... You know, I, I don't want to overextend myself. And like, I don't, to me, I, that, that's not something that I have personally experienced. But on the, on the flip side, how do I still show up, you know, for my people? And, you know, I, the reality is like, I just, the same kind of mentality that I put into the birthday videos is what I put into my relationships with people I care about is like, I'll, whether I pick up the phone and call them or send them a text to let them know I'm thinking about them. And, you know, now I have the Love Bomb app that, you know, helps me stay up to date to make sure that I'm following up and checking in on people consistently is is really supportive. So, you know, I think kind of all those things together is is what has supported me. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point because it's very easy to make excuses. Like, you know, we don't have the time is everybody's favorite thing to say. But I think in reality, it's like the thinking about it is what takes the most time. Like the action to just say, you know, I'm going to prioritize this. I'm going to be intentional about it. Yeah. That, you know, that procrastination goes out of the game and all of a sudden it's yeah. like, oh, I really do have the time to, to make sure that every part of my life that's important to me is prioritized. Yeah. You know, we make, we make the time for the things that we want to make the time for. <laughs> yep. And, you know, at the same time, I, I think that with relationships, a lot of it, it really isn't about time. It's about the energy mm-hmm. and, you know, getting in the wavelength to you know, actually make that phone call to connect with someone. Because sometimes, you know, there is that resistance, like, you know, we don't, we don't feel it in the moment. And then, you know, we're looking in every different direction of other things that we can do to avoid embracing, you know, the discomfort that comes with, you know, wanting to reach out to someone and actually picking up the phone and calling them. Right. And I think Love Bomb is such a great space for this. It gives everyone kind of that instinct to click my app. I mean, we're so app friendly and we're always on our phones anymore. And as much as I like to try to stay off of my phone as much as I can, especially being present with people around me and people that I love. But when I am on my phone, I'm always looking at what app can I be on or what can I be actively doing? So I think this is a way that you can subconsciously reach out and keep these relationships while feeling like you're still kind of doing the normal day-to-day thing that you're used to, but you're also making an impact for yourself and them. Because some of the, I was looking at some of the benefits that you have kind of listed before, and, and it is crazy how much just loving and being kind can go so far. I mean, it sounds, it sounds so simple, and it's one of those things that goes yeah. kind of under the radar, especially with things like Instagram and Twitter. I mean, I'll post on Instagram and you can get 100, 300 likes, whatever it is. But really, even after that, it didn't do anything for me. But if someone sent me a message and it was a voice message where I really felt like they went out of their way to say something special about me and I wasn't putting it in front of them for them to, to have no choice. Validate you. Like, yeah. Really, yeah, like yeah. it's more so Instagram, you're seeking attention where love bomb, Correct. you're giving and, you're, and you feel gratitude doing that. So I think it's such a great concept and it, I, I really am excited about it. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. It's, you know, to your point and to just kind of add to it a little bit is that oftentimes we don't really realize how important our social connections are to our health. And there was a, a really, there's a bunch of really interesting studies, like one study, I believe it was from Stanford or, or Harvard. I'm not exactly sure but that the strength of our social ties actually impact our longevity, our health. There was another study with primates that showed that people who had stronger social ties like had stronger immune systems. So, you know, this is something that's really vital. And I think that oftentimes we think of like keeping in touch kind of like, oh, you know, I'll get around to nurturing my relationships when I have time. But to me, like having a daily connection practice is just as important as brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are huge consequences if we don't actually do that. And, you know, we focus a lot on our physical health. You know, there's apps and stuff like Fitbit that help us tra- track our steps and stay, you know, physically in shape. Then there are tools that have popped up in the last number of years that help for our mental health, like Headspace or a Calm. But uh, I believe that we need to be focusing on our social health as well. And uh, social media just has some, you know, they, there's different intentions 
there that the that those apps have. And you know, I I think uh, one of the things with Love Bomb is when people like you hear about it, they think it's a great idea, and you know they're excited to use it. But there's not a lot of fancy. There's no content in the app itself right now. Mm-hmm. It's really is it really is a utility, you know, to go when you're wondering maybe who you should reach out to, or maybe you're feeling a little bit lonely, and uh, you go into it and you decide a person who you're going to connect with, and then you connect with them. There, it's not really, you know, there's no addictive real elements to it aside from like helping you create like a seven or thirty day streak of connection. That's that's the only real addictive part of it, and it's all really to support you, not to take all your attention. And potentially make you feel worse about yourself. I think yeah. too, the one thing that keeps coming through for me and everything that you're saying and also what Elle touched on is like, it's like with the Instagram likes, that is to me, that's exterior validation. Like that's like, I look at the bikini, so you're like for my photo. Like that's what I think. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like, it's interesting to me too, because the more revealing the photos are like, and it's just, it just goes to show like how we as humans are wired and like what draws our attention in. And so yeah. What's coming through for me is that it's so much more about soul validation when you're sending these voice messages and you're checking in. It's like, I'm validating you from a deeper level of like who you are as a person and what your soul brings to the table and how your heart has impacted my life. It's like, it's going a step further. And that's everything that Ellen and I's friendship is for me. It's like, it's like a nourishment for like the core of who I am as a person. And, you know, she's loved me through an eating disorder and so many things that have changed my exterior view of myself, but I've never felt like less of a person to her in any chapter that we've ever been in in life, because it's always been like from this nourished soul place. And I think connections of that, and that's really our purpose behind creating this whole podcast, because connections to that depth are so incredibly hard to find. And it's so vital because like where I would be without our ability to go as deep as we do in our connection, I don't even know, you know? And so I like, that's what we want for other people is to have tools that help them get to that place of connecting on a soul level instead of like that exterior validation of like, you do this for me, so I'll be your friend kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Transactional things. I mean, it's, it is one element of friendship. Are you guys familiar with like uh, Aristotle's three different types of friendships? relationships. It's really interesting. So Aristotle said that one of the ways to provide value in relationship is like through providing some tangible benefit. So whether you whether it's helping someone with with something, you know, lending them a hand, introducing to them to someone, etc. A second is like just pure joy and excitement. And the third one is like, the person like inspires you to be, you know, a better person or inspires you to be who you want to be. And some of our relationships, you know, have all three of those. They help us, you know, they help us like with tangible stuff. They're a lot of fun to be around and they inspire us to be a better person. Some relationships just have one. And I think, I think that's just kind of an interesting food for thought that uh, your share just kind of inspired me to share that. I mean, I think that like when I look for relationships, like I look for relationships that really fill all three of those buckets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because that's kind of what I envision with any of the friends that I have. I mean, I have different friendships and different levels of friendships, but when you envision everyone that I'm surrounded by, I feel like they would do anything for me and they also will pull me out to have fun and they want to have lighthearted conversations along with deep conversations, but at the same time, they're going to show up if, if you need them. and. If you don't have that kind of friendship, it's it's hard to put all of your energy out there. And I never want to kind of slight the person that I am. Like I want to show up and make sure that I'm there for anyone that's in my world. So I think 
that's a really, that's a, that's a cool thing that I didn't even think about until you said you kind of broke it down that way, but it, it is the type of friend that I look for also. Yeah. Well, as wrap things up, Mark, I would just love for you to share anything else that's like on your heart today. I feel like your level of vulnerability is just so present in your energy. So it just came through naturally in this conversation without even having to dive too deep of like questions. But I just, you know, I feel like who, who you are from like the core of your integrity is so evident. And we love that. That's like our favorite type of connections to make. So I'm super grateful that this conversation allowed us to connect with you and allowed our audience to get a taste of that. But if you want to tell them where they can find you and anything else you feel called to share today. Sure. Uh, Thank you, Jenna and Alan, so much. This has been a joy. What's coming up for me right now and something that we've all experienced this year and having a really challenging year is it really is not easy to be a human. And we all have challenges. We all have problems. I think like Tony Robbins said that the only people who don't have problems are people who are six feet underground. So we all have challenges. We all have problems. And we all could use additional support. And I think, you know, as, as we look for ways to try to provide value for, for other people, sometimes that can be like an overwhelming thing of like, oh, how can I help someone? So a couple of ways that you can do it is just by simply asking, as well as just showing your appreciation for people. Uh, I think every, like everyone wants to feel loved and wants to feel thought of and wants to feel important. And so, you know, I think that to me, that's a great way of showing up for people in your life and deepening your relationships and creating new relationships is, you know, literally just showing up and showing you care and helping in any way, whether it's a tangible way or just, you know, making someone feel loved and uh, seen for who they are. So Mm. that is my last little liner there. And then uh, to find me, you can find me on Instagram at are you being real is my handle. If you have an iPhone, definitely check out the Love Bomb app. Uh, and would love to hear what you think about it. And uh, don't be a stranger. I, I love, you know, I'm all about connection. I love to connect with people. So if this uh, episode has resonated with you, uh, definitely don't be a stranger. Reach out, say hi. Thank you so Thank much, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Having you. Thank you. Yes, and to our audience, thanks for tuning in. I hope that the empathy that we feel in this conversation can inspire you to have that in your own world. And we will see you all next week.